Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So I was never good enough to uh, make a Division I program or play baseball at the level where I'd be in the College World Series. But it is that time of year again. And it is interesting watching college baseball for a lot of variety of different reasons. It's You watch it, especially comparing it to minor league baseball, I think is very interesting, at least when I'm watching it. Yeah, and, and and college baseball has been, uh, you know, sort of like the redheaded stepchild, I guess, for a long time. And what would you say uh, each year, um, maybe a dozen college players might get into Major League Baseball over the it's, course of a season? I'd have to imagine it's probably higher than that mm, just because it doesn't seem like it. Just only because now teams are much more willing to draft players sure. from college and it's seen as a lot more of a, a reasonable alternative rather than the minor league. So I think that certainly helps them because you have guys like Jack Leiter. You have guys like, even though he didn't do anything, Kumar Rocker, who was another pitcher. So you have guys coming out of college that are now highly touted and important prospects. But I think at the same time, there's so many guys that would be star in the best player of whatever college team they they would be on that are just not even in there because they're in the minor league system already. Yeah, and um, and before, and and I think we should, we talk about the, uh, the, the, because the college uh, softball world series is starting the day we dropped this episode. We were actually just downstairs watching some of the super regionals. So we'll we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the girls first, because I think um, there's just a very different game when you watch softball, obviously, because of the size of the field. I mean, and, and for one, you're also probably watching what is the apex of, at least in the U.S., women's softball. Right, right. So the highest level these uh, players are ever going to play is most likely to be college. There, I think there there might be a professional women's softball They league. have some professional leagues, but I, I don't think it's certainly not anything you're going to make any real money at. And it's not going to be televised in the same way. So maybe way. the international team, for instance, is, yeah. like, is, is, is that. But, but, but for all these girls that are playing mm-hmm. uh, softball, this is it. And, and you can sense that when you watch them play. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, and, and I think you were saying that when we were watching, the excitement that they have for everything um is um is infectious it's a, it's definitely a more enjoyable viewing experience because unless you're a baseball traditionalist to the point where you're you know you would look at the guys all high five in each other coming off the field cheer at each other on and go Oh, to rah rah, uh, that's against the sanctity of the game. Walk, you know, it's it's, it's the thing that old go- dudes say about touchdown celebrations. I liked it when they just handed the ball to the referee and didn't make a show of it. Act like you've been there before. I found myself saying that before, right? <laughs> and and I understand that, but at the same time, in big games like at the College World Series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I expect you want the players to be showing emotion. I, I would rather see them visibly see them caring than not. Yeah. And, and so we were watching uh, the number one seed at Oklahoma Sooners playing uh, UCF uh, in the super regional. So there's eight super regionals and the winners of those best of three series uh, that'll end uh, the Sunday before we drop here. We'll start playing on June 2nd when this does drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there'll be eight teams in the college world series, which will take place in Oklahoma, actually, although not where the, the Sooners it's so in Oklahoma. Number- City. Yeah, the number one team gets home field advantage. Sort of, kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of hard for it not to be. They're playing in Oklahoma, even though it's not their field. They're definitely going to have the best turn fan turnout. And a lot of times, to me, it seems like in college, right, the pitcher in particular, number one, we know the pitcher pitches virtually every game. That starts that's, in high school, goes and, all the way to college. And that's a big difference, though, because a single team can ride the back of one pitcher a lot harder than you could say in the men's version of the game where no matter how good that one pitcher you have is he's only probably pitching one game of that series 
right? Right, right, right. He just, just physically can't throw the next day. So if that's the case, you're going to have to have multiple guys capable of, you know, going out there and twirling you a good start. If we're going to go back and baseball lingo there. And the emotion, you know, you know, I, I, I the, the emotion itself is not very, uh, you know, no. stressful on the arm. I mean, I was, I remember when I was a kid and we were talking about, I was talking about baseball throwing. And it's like throwing a baseball is one of the most unnatural right. things anybody does right. because there is no motion anywhere that anybody does that requires your arm to go through the same things that you do when you're throwing a baseball. So it's just totally a natural. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, take you back. So you know, your grandfather, mm-hmm. okay, my dad um, played some semi-pro softball when he was in his 20s or something like that. And I don't even really know what semi-pro means. It means maybe if it showed up at a game, somebody gave you 10 bucks. I'd have to imagine if it could like be that. called some- semi-pro it had to be some money. money was exchanging hands. Now, what we don't know is that this, this was Grandpa's way of saying, I used to bet on the softball no, games no, I played I, I, I Sometimes I won. I don't think that that's what it was. But he was a pitcher. He was, I guess, a little guy um, comparatively to some of the other. You know, he's a five foot nine yeah. guy and all that kind of So, you know, he goes on one year, he went, you know, 32 and one for this team. And he's like, like wow, that's, that's pretty good. He goes, yeah, but, you know, being a 200 hitter in softball is like being a 300 hitter. He'd always tell me this same thing. And, and it's still probably, you know, the case. It's very hard to, to hit in softball. So when the driveway and I'm, I'm you know 10 11 years old i got my glove and my dad is you know gonna gonna throw me a pitch and i'm like i've never seen it do anything so the first thing he did was like whoa that thing came on me fast and he was you know in his late 40s something like that hadn't thrown a ball in a long time and he still could snap that thing off from below like i had never seen anything like that yeah oh and that's the thing like if you go online there's actually a pretty good video i think it's either the ucf or the usf it's the u it's their softball well, Florida team schools playing and it's like a, the girls softball team and a bunch of guys getting out there they're playing a game and you can see from the video that the guys are just as athletic as the girls they literally don't even come close to hitting the ball right I mean, it wasn't a years ago that bonds and piazza and they faced it was jenny finch yeah. or lisa fernandez one of the the great women softball pitchers and and they couldn't even touch now, the ball i think if you gave those guys they'd adjust a week they'd they would adjust, adjust and they'd, they'd adjust. be fine because they're professional baseball hitters they're but good he would be the hardest thing though and and we were watching this stuff like you don't play college softball the way you play even college baseball because it's almost like rarely do they have a full swing everything seems to be at least half the time i should say slap hits and because you can't really turn on a ball as well because you have to go short to the ball because it's only 43 feet from the mound right it's kind of hard to load up and, and you don't have time to go through windmill the swing you know whip, whip rip that bat through that zone now i'm sure if you put some pro baseball players in there they would be able to do that just because the bat speed they can generate is so nutty right like you watch soto and his ability to go from not swinging to being finished with his swing is crazy. And it would, it would just have to be, I assume, a short swing, although we wouldn't want to really, I, I don't know, I, I don't see fast pitch. If you have the, the problem is you wouldn't be able to hit the guy who's trying to throw from no, 43. No, it would be impossible because the dude would be whipping it in there so fast. And I think men's softball might be a little further back, uh, you know, mound-wise. Well, you only do slow pitch in men's. I don't know of any well, men's uh, well, they're, they're fast not, pitch. They're, I don't know about any fast pitch leagues, but there were fast pitch leagues, obviously. Yeah, way and back in the day. I, I could start rousing about the great Eddie Fain the king in his court and striking people out from second base and a blindfold. So I was at a game. This guy struck out somebody and, and the guy was a baseball, you know, a baseball player playing softball and he struck him out blindfolded from the mound. And, and, and the guy could, you know, was trying to hit it. And, and he, then he struck another guy out from second base on his knees. Now that, that's to me, that's more important than the blindfold, because I feel like if I practiced, you gave me a blindfold in like an hour when I was pitching regularly, I would be, once I got adjusted right. to it, I would be able to do it because it's so much of it is just repeat the motion. You don't really need to see because you're not, if you're seeing, 
you're aiming. So you're not supposed to aim the baseball. Watching the girls play, though, the bases are close. Right there, 60 oh, feet, like, like Little it's, League size. It's a size. Little League size field, more or and, less. And so, you know, uh, a ground ball to third base, and it's a smash, and the third baseman just trumbles it for a second, picks it up, can't get him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost like you have to field it cleanly and get it over there quick. Even if you field it cleanly, you can't double clutch. I mean, we, watched, you might not, we saw it. We saw the third ground ball, the third base, standard ground ball, the third base. She double clutches it, and it is a close play at the bag. When you did that in baseball, you could double, triple clutch it and still throw the guy out by eight steps. And speed means a lot. Um, watched another player for Oklahoma. She's, I guess, their speed player. So she got on second base, mm-hmm. um, and she's on second base in a, in a sort of a single over the shortstop into to the outfield and and the center fielder kind of muffs it and so the, the backup player now remember this is a softball field so it's not very big it's only 200 feet or so to the outfield she picks it up the runner on second never stops and she scored relatively easily and i thought well wouldn't even try that close in a baseball situation because you get gunned down you get gunned down, yeah but it's also because i can't imagine how easy it is to rip whip that ball in from center field try to throw that giant softball a long distance i can't imagine it's particularly easy yeah and and with with uh Women's hands not being even as big as men, that ball is 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 pretty big in there. So yeah, it might be hard for them to get all over it. And really, there's some some girls are going to, but it's probably hard to have a real. Yeah, I imagine it, it's it's almost way harder to throw somebody out from the outfield in softball than it is in baseball. Yes, yes, and and the girls are just they're just fast. The game is fast. It moves quickly. Um, I I I really like the game. It's it's not baseball. And, no, and, it's and, not baseball. I think that's one of the best things that it has going for it is it's not trying to be baseball. They're not going to be like, oh, let's go play baseball. And, you know, for the sake of playing baseball, they're like, we've got our own thing. And it's, it's its own game. And it's just as good. And so, like I said, the 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 energy that the, the girls play with, the, how much they care because it's the highest level they can play makes watching. We recommend, folks, you give it a look and watch some of the girls. And the games are uh, quick. Yep. That's the World other series thing. games. It's not like watching those. And like I've seen some of those college World Series games that the men have. They go forever. Oh my god! They just don't end sometimes. Well, we'll get we'll get to baseball in a second. So you've got uh, re- regionals in in Tempe and L.A. and Fayetteville and Blacksburg and Stanford, Stillwater and Mississippi State uh, this weekend. And you got winners, and they'll go play all those uh, in in the World Series. Mm-hmm. The team with the most championships, and I, I didn't know this. I can tell you who the baseball team with the most college uh, baseball championships uh, uh, and I, it's hard for me to say that because it's UCLA, of course, mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, and they've got. 12 national championships in softball, and they haven't been awarding championships that long, only since the early 90s that they start doing no, this. No, they did it in the early 80s. Cause oh, it was the 80s, you're right. 80s, the 80s. UCLA got their first title in 82. Right. And then they won in 84, 85, 88, 89, 90, 92. So they just, they, they, they ripped off a huge set of wins right at the beginning, and then 93, 03, 99, 03, 04, 2010, and 2019. So and- it's definitely gotten more competitive since that early onset because now you've got a whole bunch of different teams winning all the time. And Pac-12 teams used to dominate baseball in the College World they Series. They dominate. And they used to dominate. But Oklahoma now um, is, yeah. is one of the best teams. It probably, probably is the best team uh, uh, supposedly going into the tournament. They've got five of their uh, own national championships. All since the year 2000, all, which so, is So they're, they're a pretty dominant team. So interesting how you can get a culture down there uh, of winning. Um, so, But on the men's side, the all-time winner for national championships. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it was a source of pride, right? I went to USC, and they were the best baseball school 
school, but they haven't won anything since 1998 um, in the, on the college baseball side. In fact, they're not even in uh, the regionals to make the NCAA tournament, and the tradition there is not nearly as uh, as good. It as is not what it used to be, certainly. No, no, you, you had some great plays. So college baseball compared to college softball. Um, Ed, Eduardo Perez does the World Series from Omaha, the college, when he loves doing it, and Eduardo's a great baseball guy. But I, I would love to ask him, you know, he, he probably loves the energy, but do you really feel like you're seeing a lot of future major leaguers playing in, in, in these games, or is it just kind of a fun thing that you support think, college baseball and you like to watch them compete for a national championship? So this is a very unfair comparison. Hmm. What I imagine in some ways it's a lot like the Little League World Series. Ooh. I mean, how many of those guys go on to be professional major leaguers? It's not a lot. Every parent who ever had a kid in Little League thinks their kid is going to the major leagues. Spoiler alert, they're not. Uh, <laughs> I ran the Little I, League for a while, man. I couldn't I, I believe say, some of these strangely, people. Strangely, we didn't have that delusion <laughs> no, no. at any point. Like, 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 we were hopeful that, you know, maybe, you know, I could get, you Few know. things go right. I, I could get into an organization, <laughs> but I don't think there was always sort of the, well, unless something unexpected happens with your physical development, you're not going to be a major league baseball player. And I kind of always knew that. So, you know, you go to the um the 60s and 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 you had Arizona State being a great to go Barry Bonds but with Arizona State you had to, these great players that were played in college just to finish my point there and relating it to the Little League World Series the way I mean about what I mean by that is that it's for the teams for the camaraderie from the spirit of the mm-hmm. sport it is fantastic from looking at it from a how good are these guys it's like less than 1% of the guys playing are going to make the majors and it's like it's like 10 guys that play in the college world series even get drafted that's kind of how i feel although i think i think pitchers do better um coming out of college and and, and i'll tell you why i think that's the case uh, number one well number there's one number one reason is metal bats okay. yeah so so it's hard to determine right you know they used to for a hitter Back in the day, you know, did he, did he have? They, they used to accuse Robin Ventura, who's one of the greatest college players of all time, of having aluminum bat power. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same way that you know a lot of people look at the Mets AAA organization and go, like, how good are these guys actually? How much of is it playing in Vegas and getting to hit right, right. in a complete hitter's ballpark? But closers come out of college. Houston Street, um, obviously, was a good mm-hmm. closer. Came out of college. Uh, you know, you mentioned Kumar Rocker, who Jack, hasn't gotten Jack it. Leiter is now in the majors. So I think with pitchers, one, the physical development for the pitcher, I think, is a big deal. The fact that they, because one, you're, it seems like teams are a lot more willing to just put a pitcher out there because sometimes a guy's stuff can be so electric that it doesn't, that, that, that seasoning him in the minors doesn't do anything. Right, whereas the way it used to play out, I mean, Seaver went to USC for like 20 minutes or something like that back in the 60s, yeah. but he quickly got into minor league baseball because clubs feel they can develop their assets, their players that they signed to contracts, better in their own organizations than they can, leaving it to the vagaries of college baseball and metal bats, not knowing the competition necessarily all the time that's playing in college. Um, right, you know, it's like, okay, the guy pitched to a f- phenomenal average, uh, you know, batting average against him this year, but he's how good you know that's great against metal bats but how good were the bats he was facing right right these days like i guess vanderbilt is one of the you know the best you know, and they put out pitchers like every nobody's year. business every David, year they David price went to vanderbilt we, we can name a lot of guys andrew miller was a yeah. great college pitcher but i i think what always has troubled me and surprised me is i don't understand it because major league baseball has so much money so i'm gonna say it now it's like why isn't major league baseball providing wood bats for all the colleges 
how much could it cost them? The only reason the colleges use metal bats is to save money, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's no other reason. And, and they've done a good job of reducing the trampoline effect so that last... Def- that you at last USC championship in '98 was a 21-14 game against that Florida State. That doesn't happen and anymore. Then they changed the exit velocities and the trampoline effect that was on, you know, on the which bat. is a so good thing. Not as bad it, as it, it was because that that wasn't representative of baseball right. either. It was a, they were playing a different game because guys would just hit home runs every other pitch. Right, and it was basically like, okay, how long are we going to go until a tragedy happens on field? Uh-huh. So why do you think what, – what reasons can you come up with that is, – is it money that Major League Baseball doesn't simply want to cover one, that expense? One, logistics. So you're providing bats for colleges, but which colleges? Well, how about all D1 schools to start? Well, why so, don't the D2 and D3 schools get Well, there? you can get there. I'm trying to crawl, but, walk, but, but, run but, here. But that's what I'm saying. MLB for MLB. That's an immediate question they're going to have to answer. And because D2 and D3 players aren't going to play MLB, we don't you really care about that. developing those guys. You can't say that. <laughs> oh, come on. But, I, but I, you're right, but you can't. So I think that's one reason. These are free de facto minor leagues for major league baseball teams that they don't have to pay well, for. Why doesn't the NFL supply the college program with pads and stuff then? Um, because it, you can make that argument, but obviously there's enough money in college football that they, they don't need it. They don't need it. But I think part of the reason is one, I think it actually would be prohibitively more expensive than, than, we, than you think. Okay. Just from the sheer number of bats you would be going through, because you're not just doing game bats. You're now also doing practice bats because guys are going to be breaking bats in practice all the time. And you're doing this for every D1 program. That's a lot more than 30 major league franchises. There's 30 teams. Each team puts in a half a million dollar for bats. Right. Uh, you know, you're talking about $15 million. So, you know, I, 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 I don't think it's that much money. Right. I, but I, I think it is. And also making them. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah, there's 300 Division One teams. Yeah. So to your point, if there's 20-odd guys yeah. on a roster and each guy needs 10 bats, do the math. And, and you're, so you're basically increasing the wooden bat manufacturing by tenfold. And that's an excellent point. And, and, and here's because there's trouble finding wood for bats. So it, then you've got that issue. That's an excellent point. That, I think that has a lot to do with it is because the sheer expenditure you would have to make to actually provide wooden bats to every D1 program would be nuts. Right. And, and I'm not trying to go all ape on Easton and the, and the metal bat manufacturers. No, I don't Zuno think it's their fault. It's like, it's like, like, you know, they're, they're just playing to the times and putting out the product that people want. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're fulfilling a need that we really can't get away from. But at the same time, do you think it would make college baseball more or less um, telling, I guess, into, indicative of what the players are going to do that would allow the next level folks to view these players differently than if they're playing with the metal bats the way they do now. Not as long as minor league baseball is still around because the teams are always going to be biased against college baseball for their own minor league programs for the same reason we already laid out. They're going to trust themselves to evaluate players more and raise them correctly than they're going to trust the colleges to. So even if you switch them on to the wooden bats, the teams are still going to look at it and be like, yeah, but what if he was playing minor league hitting? Pitching. Or, Pitch, or, you're facing minor league pitching pitch, or yeah, facing yeah. minor league hitters. You know, yeah, sure, he's striking out a bunch of college kids, but none of these guys would even make our roster. So what does that mean? Now, we, we did an episode where we talked about the, the major changes for minor leagues. Uh, I don't remember the numbers of our episodes. It was a while ago. We have a lot of episodes. Um, and, and, and the point was that, you know, they, they are – 
not going to have as many, right? They, they cut out 40 last year, so I think there's down to about 120 from 160. I think you're going does towards that the make, point. Does that make college more viable now? It's the kind of thing where I think if the major league really wanted to change, what they could, they would take the money from their current minor league affiliates, Put some, do it away, do away with them to reinvest in college baseball. Now, then at that point, but that's the only way you're going to get them to do it. Well, and, and They're not going to straddle a line because not everybody's going to college. Hey, but that's the problem is that you're not going to get them to be willing to support college baseball as their new minor league without getting rid of the old one. They're not going to pay for two, and, and especially when one is going to be in, inferior because of the existence of the other. And, and I'm just spitballing here, obviously, yeah. because I, you know the, the way that college baseball is now, if you're on a team and you're playing in the college baseball world, so it's just like the college softball world series for the women. It's exciting. I mean, you're going to the – your kids on the team, the, for the, the same, stands are nuts. For the same for those as the people, girls, so exciting. for a lot of those guys, that That's is, the, that is the, yep. their, yep. the highest level of baseball they will ever play. As close as you can get to playing professionally without playing professionally. It's why the NCAA tournament for basketball – is such great drama because yeah, sure. You might have your Kentucky or your Duke with there's three NBA players on the roster and they're going to be gone after their freshman season. But St. Mary's of Ohio with their 10 seniors, they've been working for that for four right. years and right. that's their time to show, Hey, I'm, I'm just as good as a basketball player as anybody. I think it, it'd be easy to say that with, with since Title IX came about in the 70s and all that, women's softball has just gotten better and better and better. And the game today is the best that it's ever oh, been. Oh, 100%. If, uh, we were watching it. And we were actually watching Oklahoma play, was it UCF? UCF, yeah. And it's a 116 matchup. And I was saying when we were watching it, it felt a lot like the old 116 matchups in, in basketball, where you could just see the talent. They had no chance. They, they weren't close. But. It took us, what, 15, 20 years to really start narrowing that gap, and it narrowed quick. Mm -hmm. Once the gap started closing, now every game at the NCAA tournament is exciting. Do you – would you uh, say – And I think, I think women's – you're going to see the other sports get there too over time. So so would you, I, I meant to follow on with do you think the men's game is the best college baseball we've ever seen as well? Yes, but I feel like it's a very hollow best baseball. Because of the existence of the minor leagues. It's the best version of college baseball we've ever seen. On the field. On the field. Especially because if you're comparing anything pre-98, you're using those crazy bats. Right. So those, don't, those aren't indicative of baseball. So now you're on what you're on now. And training. And, and, and training and, and, training. and everything's been, been. The players are better. But I think more. it's more you're seeing the best baseball that we've ever seen out of college and college World Series. It's just. Because of the existence of the minor leagues, we don't know how good it actually could be. Like, if you did away with the minor leagues and you took all those players that are in the minor and put them into college baseball, how crazy would the World Series be? Yeah, well, that, that's that, that's so hypothetical, oh, obviously. Exactly. You can't actually understand. Because all these players that come from other countries that come to play in the minor leagues, wouldn't they, be they're a, not going to say enroll a, in college. A, it's, an, it's an interesting idea, and, and I, I just wonder about the future it of, would of college be, baseball it, in general. Now, if Major League Baseball wanted to get really crazy, right – what if you took like the best single eight team and put put them in a tournament against the eight teams that make the college world series? Are we playing with wood bats or metal bats? I don't know. Instantly, but just instantly from there, that's a very interesting proposal. You're like, oh, it'd be interesting to see because you, you would expect the triple A the single eight teams to win, but I mean, the college teams might have guys that are actually a little bit older and more physically developed on them because you're going to have seniors and guys that aren't going to go on there. I think you would have to play with wooden bats. 
because it's the, that would make more. It would make more. I, I, I would say so. I would. But say so. Just, it would be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, I think it's something I'd like to see. I'm not sure how many other people yeah, feel it, that way. On, and the big difference is that is not the same as saying we're going to have a major league team play a college team because the same jokels out there that like to be like, oh yeah, the the one in fifteen Detroit Lions would lose to Alabama. No, they would not. So okay, let's 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 see how good you are. I don't know if you saw this because I, I put it out there. So less than eleven in a hundred, and about ten and a half percent of NCAA senior mm-hmm. male baseball players will get drafted by a major league baseball team. Yeah, approximately one in X um, of high school boys playing interscholastic baseball will be drafted. How many do you think? Whew. See, this is tricky because there's probably a lot more boys playing baseball in high school than there are in college. Right, that would make the number lower. That's going to make the number lower. Like, I would guess it's something closer to, like, a 1 in 100, 1 in 150. It's 200. Right? 1 in 200, yeah. So 1 in 200. And so, you know, the colleges are bringing, you know, some guys in there that can play Major League Baseball. I actually was surprised it was that high. Right. But it's because you've pared it down. And then what I think the more interesting like, – it's just interesting to think about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and so, um, you know, I, I just want to remark that we, we don't really – who's the last great college player that you can think of that came out for baseball? Oh, obviously. That's like probably like David Price or Miller or like one of the pitchers. Um, so David Price. How about Buster Posey? Man, I don't even think of him as a college right, baseball right. player. Went to Florida State, yeah. actually. So um, and and so you have these great names that that sort of had a little bit of college baseball, but you know they. I guess in a way, you know who I think is is two guys coming to mind is like the best college baseball players of all time. That's Ventura and Olerud. And the reason I pick those two guys out is because they were exemplary in college to the point where it's talked about. Whereas Olerud was a pitcher, Olerud, and a hitter, and a hitter, and he was phenomenal at both. And so Ventura was one of the best college hitters of all time. But the reason I bring them up is like Buster Posey played at Florida State. I could not tell you literally anything about his college career. Or anybody else who he had to play with there. Played with, yeah. Not that I can tell you that for Ventura and Olerud, but I know enough about them that their college career is talked about as part of their overall baseball legacy. Nobody talks about Buster Posey's time at Florida State as part of his baseball legacy. No. Well, I do. Yeah, you do. That's because that's because my sister went to Florida. No, no, I just always remember that he went there. I didn't think of Florida State as a baseball power, and they actually are are, are a baseball power. They are, yeah, they're very good. And 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 they, obviously they had that, you know, that uh, that tournament run against USC. So the College World Series um starts on the sixteenth of June and goes through the twenty seventh in Omaha. Um and it's double elimination and then they get down to single elimination and again really worth turning on your tv it's it's hard at this time of year right because we at least we're finishing up with the basketball and the hockey if you like to watch those sports you got college softball you got college baseball you got a lot it, it would almost <laughs> be better if they delay the college world series by like two weeks until after the the nba the, and, and the, the hockey because you'd only have baseball on then but they're students now they're students. They have to go home. They that have is to fair. go home to their summer jobs. Yeah, so they do. anyway, turn on the college games. It's worth watching. It's worth a try. Give it a try. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at almost Google.